Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, real quick, um, I just wanted to uh, dedicate this uh, this show to my good buddy, uh, person I worked with for quite some time, uh, Jason Acosta. Um, my buddy Jason Acosta actually uh, succumbed to uh, cancer at the age of 40, leaving behind his wife and his two beautiful daughters. And it's uh, kind of soul-crushing, so... I come today to uh, just uh, pray for his family and uh, rest in peace, my buddy. See you on the other side, my friend. Big Ray Hernandez. Jamie the Vet Williams. This is your Next Level Wrestling Review. Presented by... Amin Media and ChannelAttitude.com and we are NXT. I'm serious. I'm dead serious. I'm serious. I'm not going to sit back and take this fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah! Yeah! Oh, good morning, everybody! Good afternoon, good evening, or good night, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> I am the reporter, the people, the man with the plan. Big Ray here to stay to talk some lucha libre. Yes, this is your Spanish lesson. For wrestling today, and ladies and gentlemen, I am not alone. No, 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 Uncle Fuckers, not alone. Speaking of Canada, Uncle Fuckers, you know, fuck your fucking face, Uncle Fuckers. I, it was like a Terrence and Philip thing on uh, South. Anyway, neither, neither here nor there. Ladies and gentlemen, this man has wrestled all over the world, but he's wrestled twice in Canada, and those two times he's won. The Canadian National Maple Leaf International Championships back-to-back. On the two days he was there, he won both titles back-to-back. They're two different ones. It's a long story. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, he is the one behind the 21. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's my boy, the vet. The vet. He's a Rip Rogers guy. The vet. That, that, that. Rip, rip, rip Rogers guy. Ladies and gentlemen, hide your, uh, hide your wives. Sure. Why not? Especially if they're Canadian. I don't know why I'm talking about Canadians today. It doesn't matter. Ladies and gentlemen, this man was not trained by a Canadian. No, he was trained by a Rip Rogers guy. This is the Ben J.P. Williams. What's going on, Ben? Uh, what's up? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what's um, going on? I, I didn't. I didn't win two titles in Canada. I wrestled two Canadians oh. in America. Yeah. Oh, fuck. All right. And if I won the North American title. 
I've just been informed that Canada is a part of North America, so I guess I would have been the champ of that dump too. God damn it. You've been to Canada, right? You like Canada, don't you? I've never been to Canada. Oh, fuck Canada. I'm kidding. I love Canada. Canada is one of my very, very favorite places in the world. I, I don't know. It's all right. I guess. I, I, uh, listen, guys, I'm sorry to kick shit off so crazy. And I mean, not so crazy, but so, so sad. You know, but um, I just want to give a shout out to, like I said, to my boy Jason, uh, who's up in heaven right now looking down, brother. Good dude, man. And cancer absolutely fucking sucks. And it's crazy because you and Ben were actually talking about uh, that same, uh, like you were talking about cancer, basically, on the Monday Locker Room. I had up, I had downloaded it or uploaded it for him. And I found that this news, and I'm listening to this. I'm listening to you and Ben talk. I'm like, oh my god, you know. Uh, but it's, 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 I don't know, man. I'm kind of like off. I got to go to a funeral Friday for a dude that that just turned forty. Jesus, man. I don't, I don't. I'm my mind is not right today. 100. percent Yeah, of course. You know, I did, I did text his wife. <clears throat> So, I'm going to try to, you know, get my mind right, have some fun with this today. You know, uh, a, lot, a lot of good things happened on NXT. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, maybe that's not going to be the thing. Maybe it's the front of the show. Maybe oh. it's the three-count portion that we're going to have fun with. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we, we can do that. that. That sounds like fun. What happened, Cody? What do you guys want to talk about? Oh, there's so much. So much to talk about. Actually, not a ton of wrestling news today, as usual. What happened? I was just... <laughs> you're like, there's a ton to talk about. Actually, no, there isn't. There's not a lot to talk about. I mean, it's just... No. Are we going to get to step outside of the wrestling world then? For, for three if counting? You, if you want to. I mean, I don't know what the hell's going on. You know, everything's always fucking yeah. sad and angry and all these stupid politics and pe- people trying to indict Trump and not indict Trump and the left, the right, I'm just fucking over it, dude. I'm over it. I got to talk about this shit during the A show. And I want to. I don't feel like talking anymore. Tired of it? Tired. Where is it? Where, where is it? I'm hurt and I'm old and I'm fucking tired and I work with fucking children. So I don't know. All right. I don't know. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm this close, Vet. This close to retiring from the podcasting game. This close. No, you're not. That close. I don't know if you can see that. Well, you can't see it. If you're not on channelattitude.com, can't see my fingers being held together. So, um, I guess we can just jump into, uh, you know, anything going on with you? Just. Um, not really. Well, uh so not not like major news or anything but it made me think a little bit um Mm -hmm. i saw the uh the the um what's across the spider-verse movie oh it's the first one or the second one it's the second one the one that just came to home videos and uh so excellent film by the way um both great i think i think it's even an improvement on the original which i liked but really uh, yeah, but I, I was thinking, so like, um, you know, I'm a Spider-Man guy, been a Spider-Man guy my whole life. In a Spider-Man uh, world, right? Yes, in a Spider-Man world. Yeah, uh, so, you know, we 
uh, grew up. Our Spider-Man is Peter Parker from Queens. Uh-oh. That's how we know. You what, know? Did they, what did they do? No, I'm just no, just just follow follow along with me. Here. Okay, don't don't try to get ahead of it. Just relax. Okay. Uh, so anyway, so I'm thinking like, um, you know, we got Miles Morales now, mm-hmm. and so you being a guy that uh, I mean, you grew up with Peter Parker from Queens, yeah. And uh, Spider-Man's a big deal because, you know, a lot all the Marvel superheroes are from real places. You know, like the DC heroes are from fake places like right. Metropolis or right. Gotham City, even though we know they're supposed to be, right. you know, something like a big city. So, but, but Spider-Man's more real. So whenever you see Spider-Man doing stuff, you're like, you can relate to that. You're a New Yorker. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but I, then I, I was thinking, it's like, oh, well, now... Uh, this generation of kids, they got a Spider-Man that's a Puerto Rican from Brooklyn. Dominican, you're, right? a Puerto, you're a Puerto Rican from Brooklyn. So what do you think about like that and just the whole thing in general? Like, uh, you know, talk about it. What does Spider-Man mean to you, I guess, is what is what I'm saying. I love and how does the new Spider-Man fit into it? So I don't know how to, I didn't know how to feel about the the new Spider-Man when I first watched it like the first cartoon, the first uh, movie, Spider-Verse movie. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember Spider-Ham, and I do right. know that there are different iterations of Spider-Man, Cosmic Spider-Man, so on and so forth. Um, so I was open to, to you know, checking out a new Spider-Man, and I, and I love the... See, the thing is that if you just make a superhero a different ethnicity just to make them a different ethnicity without building a great story behind it, it's pandering. It's bullshit. You know, it's, it's like taking Snow White, making her Puerto Rican, which they did. Taking well, if you took, well, this this would be the the equivalent would be if you took Peter Parker and said he was Puerto Rican, but this right. is a whole other person. So, for the people that don't know the origin of Miles Morales, back in the two thousands, um, Marvel was looking to do something new with their comics, so they came out with something that they called the Ultimate Line. And it was kind of like an alternate version of certain heroes. They had Ultimate X-Men. They had Ultimate Spider-Man. They had Ultimate... The Ultimates were the Avengers. You know, so they had these series of comics that were supposed to be like... Kind of like a refreshing take on some old ideas. Right. And even in the Ultimates, Spider-Man, Peter Parker was the original Spider-Man. Miles Morales was a character. In that series, Peter Parker died in that comic and miles morales had to take up the mantle so that's right. where he originally came from but now that multiverses are a hot thing they figured out a way to sort of take miles and kind of cross him over and bring him into you know this other you know so they make him a focus of these movies of which peter parker is in or at least a version of him mm-hmm. is in these movies and everything like that and in the video game you know peter is like a mentor to miles and everything like that so now you know with spider-man 2 coming out you know, this October, we're going to have tag team Spider-Man, which is kind of cool. But, uh, so yeah, but, but yeah, so knowing one Spider-Man your whole life, and now there's a Spider-Man that's kind of like representing you or for a generation like your son, you know, this is the Spider-Man that he knows not, maybe not. He knows the only one, but like, there's a lot of kids that they only see this movie. That'll be their first exposure to Spider-Man. So miles will always be their Spider-Man. So I guess that's kind of where I was going with that. Well, so then with, with that being said, um, I love this new Spider-Man. 
I, I love Miles Morales. I, I love the story behind it, the way they built the story. Um, I love that he's so young and he has to take on so much responsibility, even younger than Peter Parker. So it, it adds a whole different dynamic to um, the story of who the you know the man or the boy behind the mask of Spider Man. So I'm a big fan of the, of, of, of uh, Miles Morales. As like I said, I'm Puerto Rican. From technically, I'm Puerto Rican from the Lower East Side. Um, I live in Brooklyn now, but I was raised in LES, and it's kind of a big difference. But anywho, um, Miles Morales is an excellent character, and yes, I am behind it 100. percent um, but like I was saying before, when they just do something to pander to a certain gender or a certain whatever ideology or a certain ethnicity. I think it's time for a woman to be James Bond. Right. That type of shit. <laughs> you know, just to do it, just to do it without any real uh, background, like just the same story, mm -hmm. just changing it to a different person. That fucking sucks. Or just taking something like the seven dwarves and making them into seven magical fucking creatures or whatever the fuck it was or is or it's gonna be it's ridiculous it's 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 almost sickening and i will not support that but miles morales hell fucking yeah bro hell fucking yeah i just found out and you know i haven't read superman in a long time but there was apparently like this um this version of superman it just popped up like on my instagram shit where um Superman had gone like he was. I think he like the uh, all the radiation he had absorbed for all the years started breaking him down. So he decided to you know make the world a better place, cure cancer, do all this, cure cancer, do all this other crazy shit. And he flew away and he went into the sun and absorbed the sun's power for fifteen years and came back as this like godlike Superman, which is like I forgot what it's called. Um, do you know? I'm not familiar with the like story, the gold, but the someone golden. in the chat, someone in the chat will know. He was like a golden Superman. He was actually, he actually had the ability to bring back um, Lois Lane, and he actually rebuilt his planet uh, of Krypton. It was crazy. It's a crazy story, man. Um, so I, you know, listen, man, I dig it, man. I dig it. I don't know why I just bought the Superman thing, but it's cool, man. Um, like I, I think they, they came out with like a gay Batman or some shit. I don't, I don't fucking know. Just to make him gay or whatever. I, listen, guys. I, did anybody know what this is in the chat? Anyway, I, I can't remember the damn uh, what the what the damn version of Superman was. It's starting to it's starting to bother me now. Well, we're just we're just waiting for the chat to get on it. And while we're waiting for them, maybe we could just acknowledge them. Maybe they'll get on it faster. Well, we can do that. Let me just do that. Like I said, I'm a little off today, but you know, I'm trying it. Acknowledge me. Acknowledge me. You're gonna acknowledge me. You there, sitting at home. Acknowledge me. It is time to acknowledge our chat. Goddamn right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to acknowledge the chat. And first and foremost in the chat, who do we have here? Let's see. We have Buckshot Kid with hello, Big Ray and Vet. And he goes back to sleep, never comes back. Just saying. The windiest of all Chris's. We have Chris Winland. He is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. And a big shout out to the biggest ass of all, HMG. He got the hooks in. Uh, ben got the hooks in his 
stupid face. Your stupid face. <laughs> Yo, dude, I, let me just say real quick. Um, whenever uh, Frank Spickleborough goes to a wrestling show, he puts up pictures and stuff, or whatever, Ben puts up pictures, his daughter is my favorite person in the world. She is delightfully evil. I love the little the little faces she makes. With, oh, dude, come on. Am I off here, Vet? I mean, he said it. Oh, God. She, she is fucking delightful. So, um, big shout out to Frank Spickleborough Ass, man. Thanks for supporting us, man. We love you, brother. You're awesome. And speaking about somebody we absolutely love, yeah, it's lovely Elizabeth. Yeah, she's in the house. Yeah. Elizabeth is in the house. Uh, we have oh, the dark side caster. He is here. Oh, yes, he is here. Anyway. What are they testing on Labrat there, Vet? They're testing the powers of Earth's yellow sun. Mm. Labrat absorbing the yellow sun for over 15 years. Maybe he'll come back as a god rat. Yeah, he'll see if he can resurrect all of his fallen other test subject comrades. <laughs> so they can take over the world. So they can take over the What are we going to do today, Pinky? <laughs> Nerf! Anybody know what that is? That is Pinky in the Brain. Are we too old for that? I mean, I, too I, I, old for what? Too old to talk about it or reference it or to reference it? Like, is that something like if like like if I went to my son today and I said, "Hi, Brain, what are we going to do today?" Right? The same thing you do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. My son would have probably no fucking idea what I'm talking about. The only hope is that I think they did an Animaniacs revival on Hulu recently. It was very good. Actually. So if so, if he had seen that. He might think it's from that. Mm. Okay. That's fair enough. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the sexiest beard in all of the Hami Media Group, all of the Hami Media Universe. Speaking of multiverses, if there was a multiverse, there would be no beard more sexy than the one of the great and mighty Babo. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. After uh, major discussions with the, uh, the powers that be, they fixed this gentleman's record with a record of 155 and 6. It is the dancing one, handsome one, handsome dancing Dan Heffern. He's in the house. Lost a couple more, won several more. Won several more. It, it, it kind of varies, you know. Again, the time that he was fighting, I'm not sure they were keeping records. Like since, like since, but since since last week, mm -hmm. it would appear that he has won approximately 25 to 30 matches and only lost four. So. That's, that's a pretty a good winning percentage, you know. That's a fact. Uh, we have uh, the person that likes to review rockets. Old rockets at that. Mm -hmm. Are these toy rockets or are these actual, like the rockets that this guy behind me is going to probably be Ooh. shooting into NXT? This, oof, with his new gimmick. We'll talk about that. We have a Facebook user. Okay, I'm going to say this one more time. I think I say this every single show. If you are on Facebook, for some reason, this gim this StreamYard gimmick does not tell me who you are. I would love to know who you are. You say, what's up, guys? Who the fuck are you? I don't know. So what's up, guys? Little Dash and maybe write, um, I don't know, Professor or maybe write, uh, who was it? Who was it? Chris Ams. That's uh, Lambs with Noel. Do you ever bullshit, or bullshit first thing in the morning? First yeah. Did, the morning. did, did, did it ever occur to you that maybe these people like watching on Facebook because of the anonymity oh. and they can just comment away? I guess. 
And then they can just show up later on their other social medias and just be like, hey, guys, what's going on? I never commented anything. What are you talking about? What do you guys want to talk about? Mm. Interesting. Um, I never thought of it that way. I really haven't. So um, still leave your name. I want to know who the fuck I'm talking to. Is that fair? Oh, you can tell them all you want. I'm just saying this may be why they don't do it. Well, then I would think that was extremely cold-blooded. Cold XX, blooded XX is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. You know, speaking of Rick James. Oh, shit. Rick James, bitch. I'm Rick James. I was watching a... I was randomly watching uh, the video for In My House by the Mary Jane Girls. Was that the WWF pay-per-view? No, it's it's a music video for the song In My House by the Mary Jane Girls. You know that song. Everybody knows that song. I thought, but it, was more, I thought it was a wrestling show where they give away a house. That's in your house. Oh. This is in my house. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah, so I'm watching it, and there's like, you know, the white girl sitting on some, I don't know what piece of furniture this is, and she's just like, now I'm like, oh, I get it. This is what Vince McMahon watched when he was telling JC Jane how to be a sexy woman. It was this, this video. I get it now. Yeah, doing all that, all that fucking wiggly yep. shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. JC yeah. Jane definitely not sexy. Not as yeah, sexy I mean, as she's really trying though. She is. God, she's trying. Um, just not quite. It's it's a seventy year old man's idea of what was sexy back in the eighties. Yes. It's not her fault. I mean, no. she's not sexy. None. You know, I, I I did send the link to a sexy person, but I'm doing it every week. Let's we'll see what happens. Yeah, there will be no sex on this show. I don't think there'll be no sex on this show. But speaking of sexy, ladies and gentlemen, we have all the way from Israel, our brother in arms, Mr. Aaron Ben Shalomo. What's going on, brother? Shalom. Brother. A former WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Jinder Mahal. It is Jinder Mahal. He is back in the house. Steroid free. Jinder looks like a totally different guy, by the way. <laughs> Off the juice. I'm just. I I'm mean, that's, he's he's got a, he he can wear a suit now. He's a manager. He can so. wear a fitted suit. Even though that whole gimmick it seems to be off television again, but. Uh... Maybe Veer got lost again. I don't know. Oh, fucking no, bro. Those guys are fucking green like two bananas hanging off of a tree. Still. And they're like 50. So think about that. We have a dude that's bucking shots. Hold on. But what is a buckshot? What is a buckshot again? It's a buckshot like a, is like a Larry. What they call the pellets in the shotgun shell. So what's a buckshot lariat? Like what is that's like it's it's it it's the impact force. Just like if you got shot with a shotgun at close range, that's what that clothesline feels like. Fuck yeah! God damn, bro, I got a boner when you tell me that. Even it's though, crazy. even though his uh his action figures are just sitting on sitting on pegs, not moving. <laughs> it's true. You can go into the store and get a Hangman Page figure right now. Nobody's buying. It. Nobody's who? Who? Hangman Page. I wish I had a kazoo right now. <laughs> Wait one fucking minute. <laughs> Ooh. Fucking Conan. We have the ruler of the world. Same Vicious is here. Cousin right. of Sid Vicious. Not the singer, the wrestler. 
Mm-hmm. Is it Justice? Mm-hmm. You, you should change your name to Zane Justice. Zane Justice. And get a fluffy mullet. Mm-hmm. Fucking, that was a nice mullet, bro. Remember when Hulk Hogan called him back to the ring to do the pose and he stuck his head out like, me? Who, me? <laughs> finally. Fucking finally, the artist returns. I've been waiting. For how long? Can't wait for the artist to jump on the One A week. Show. <laughs> One week. <laughs> Can't wait for the artist to jump on the A show today. I think we can have like a drummer or something, a musician that's coming on. I haven't even done the fucking thumbnail for the show, so don't know. Should be a fun show, though. It's always a fun show with me and April. We always make it fucking work, bro. You know, sometimes we, we plan those shows. It's crazy. We plan those shows like the day of sometimes, you know, we just, I don't know. We just go off the cuff and just have fun with it anyway. As opposed to you and I, which is what we do every single. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. My dear. Half man, half deer. Totally yeah. amazing. Man deer. We haven't acknowledged man deer in a little bit. It's nice man-deer. to have him. Please put up more shirtless pics, my brother. Yep. Holy shit. It is a man. I'm, I'm going to raise this music up. It is a man that is magnanimous. A man that is effervescent. Effervescent. A man that is absolutely glorious. It is our former uh, co-host. And we, by the way, we shit, we chat on Tommy Wonder in the chat. But we have like a private chat oh. for him not coming on yet. He's like, I'm working, man. I don't give a fuck what you're doing. You pull that goddamn truck over, you pull your phone out, and you fucking jump on. The next the long stretches of highway. I'm sure you could just record a podcast as right? you cruise, right? God damn it. With the, with Chavela, when I cruise this year, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. God Thanks damn, again, bro. buddy. Yeah, we love last you. Week. We love you for that. We have Todd Brantley. Use the comment king, but yeah, figure out something. Don't worry about it. My mind is moving at a thousand miles a minute right now. All right, so let me see if I missed anyone. Looks like I may have gotten everybody. Oh, oh no, close, not even close, not even close. No, you sure? Yes, I'm quite sure. Let me see something here. Do you want me to pick it up? Um, I'm actually looking for something here. Um, let me see. Where the fuck is it? Oh, here it is. Not everybody will have their own theme song. But this man does. Who is this man? You hear that? You know what this is? I thought I had this lined up better. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the one. It is the only. It's the hammer. Charles Evans. Yeah. God damn right. Yeah. Probably doing some fucking cardio right now. Yeah. You have to earn uh, intro music. Not everybody gets intro music, guys. Charles the Hammer Evans definitely gets intro music here. Mm-hmm. And I, I have intro music for somebody that I sent the uh, link to. 
the last three weeks. Media M5 is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. He is here to discuss the media. I don't. What is it? What is Media M5 stand for? Do you know? I don't know. He has a different name on every account that he uses across all social media platforms. He's the opposite of me. See, I have one name. Mm-hmm. He has a different one on every one. Slightly different. Could be MV Hitman. Could be M E C W Soprano V. Could be all kinds of things. You know, like you never know unless you know it's him, and you'll always know it's him. Got it. Yo, I haven't seen. I haven't seen this brother. I love this brother, Gam Wolfers. Yeah, it's been a while, brother. What's going on, man? Hello, all. Elbow bump. Elbow bump. Oh, you doing the Ric Flair? Is that what it is? You know, Ric Flair. I'll never retire. Come in the ring, throw his jacket on the floor, run the ropes, and drop the elbow on the jacket. Gam Wolfers is back. What's up, buddy? I love you, man. Who else we got here? I feel like I just missed somebody. Did I? Uh, I got so well, excited. If you, get, if you get one guy, we might be missing everybody if you well, put him up here. <laughs> ah, he did it. He just went ahead and did it. So you guys know what that means. That God was Scott Woodford. Damn it. Can, maybe if you say the name. Can you try it? Scott Woodford is here. Yeah, so it does. Oh, fuck. Shit. Hello? Oh, bet. I thought that? for sure. I thought for sure my sexiness would counterbalance and like leave it the same, but I don't think it's possible. I, 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 there is no match. Dude, there's only one, there's only one other sexy person that I could think of. Who the fuck is this Facebook user? I have no idea. Holy shit. This is awesome. Very rare appearance of our boy mm-hmm. Kaz, the man behind the myths right. of the HMG legends on the internet all over the world. What he I'm moves in the shadows, you know. Like He does move in shadows. Beautiful family. Very well hung from what I understand. It's the mighty yeah. Kaz. I have nothing bad to say about you, but Vet does. But I won't That's tell you. That's not true. That's, That's not, not true. I made that up. That's not true. I made that up. I'm telling the truth. Okay. Uh, Dan Heffern. Yeah, I think that's it. Am I off? That bet? could be everyone. I think so. I think uh, so. At least, so at least on my YouTube list. Is anybody on Twitch? Uh, no. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was one hell of a uh, fun uh, gimmick, Schnabitz, there. You know? And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, this time. Even though we kind of had like a like a little one, it's time for the three count. This is the three count with the latest breaking news in pro wrestling, sports, pop culture, and more. Now back to Big Ray and the Vet. Yes, I am um, big fan of the three count. What the fuck is going on in the world of professional wrestling right now? Nothing really much. You have a story on Aubrey Edwards and uh, her similarities between wrestling and ballet. I don't give a fuck. That's not a story. I, I don't know why anyone is. Why does anyone interview a referee? She has her own podcast. 
So, you know. Oh, did uh, you just drop your. <laughs> because yeah, my, my water bottle blew off the, the desk. Because uh, it, it, it wanted to commit suicide rather than listen to. <laughs> Am I, yo, I'm not kidding you. I had no fucking clue. She had, why does she have a podcast? It's an AEW's official podcast, and she was doing it with Tony Schiavone at first, and then they hired that dude, Will Washington, and now Ooh. he does it. Exactly, exactly. And then he's a... Uh, Will Washington. Uh, yeah, Will Washington. Sounds like a worker, right? So, um, no? Okay. Uh, anyway, does, the point, yes. is, like the point is they just they just do the AEW official podcast, and then they have, they have guests on, you know, like wrestlers and shit. Oh, okay. It's official. Lacey Evans is no longer with the WWE. That's um, official. It's, I guess it says Lacey Evans uh, took to social media. Oh, to I'm sorry, to imply. Oh. <laughs> My bad. To imply her contract uh, with WWE expires uh, Tuesday, the end of Tuesday. So tonight, depending on when you're listening, it says we're recording this live uh, August 16th, 2023, on a Wednesday. Also, oh, last night. Huh. Okay. Um, uh, there's let me let me just pull up this picture of her that she put up on social media. If you you're cool with this, I don't know if you're you're fine with looking at stuff like this. But this is, is Lacey it going to get us kicked off like Scott Woodford? Nah, this Lacey. Evans. Oh my goodness! You know, what do you think of that, brother? Suns out, buns out. Mm-hmm. It says a woman's uh, right. It's a woman's right to pose for pictures like that. I'm just gonna leave her butt there on the screen. It says when the clock strikes twelve, you will address me as Macy Estrella. She's that means star. <laughs> From here on out. Oh, and the ja- all right, whatever the fuck, nobody cares. Let me just uh, click on her her Twitter. Let's see what's going on here with her. Oh, there she is again. Um, I want to see if there's any uh, updates here on her on her actual official what am i doing that, here? that account says limitless macy there's already a limitless guy in professional wrestling we don't yeah you can't it. you can't be limitless limitless if there's how many limitless people are there in professional wrestling at least two apparently so all right let me just so how do i what what, what, what am i looking for her now what, what's her name macy australia doesn't matter so yeah, so do you give a shit that she's possibly done with the WWE? I mean, they tried everything with her, right? Um, they tried everything except anything good. Well, no, that's not true. I mean, the f- I I think I talked about this with Ben a few weeks ago when we brought it up for some other reason, but dude, the gimmick that she came in with was fine, and they never fully even I don't even think they took that as far as they could have. She had it all through NXT, and then when they called her up, that's when they were like, nah, well, we'll do something else. You know, you could see Vince with a white blonde, or maybe more than white, with a Estrella. I mean, that's... <laughs> but anyway, uh, so you see you see him with somebody like that, you could see him wanting to get his hands on it metaphorically and literally. Mm-hmm. And then you start seeing her do extra stupid shit. Mm-hmm. And then they wanted to do that Ric Flair thing. And then she got shoot pregnant. And then, you know, she took the time off and then she came back and she did a bunch of stuff. And it was all stupid. And uh, she's still rotten. And, um, you know, it just it just never worked. But for her, um, yeah, just, I mean, I don't know what she really thinks about wrestling. But my advice is just get the fuck out. They don't just do get wrestling. Out. Just get out. Because... 
the the longer you stay the worse you're gonna look can you you have kids we know you have kids so don't be the person that like embarrasses your kid by what you do on tv because they're only going to make you do more dumb shit. go be an entrepreneur do your own thing you know make them regret not doing more with you or treating you better or something mm -hmm. like that go be an estrella somewhere else uh and leave this fucking shit show behind is my advice to Lacey. yeah what do you think right i agree and she's somebody that i could care less about um i i like this i i loved the southern gimmick she was doing when it started um the i'm better than you thing i thought she she played it well but other than that i don't know well how come how come we get to see chabelo veracruz it shows his face maybe he did something maybe he did a, put a secret professor code in there professor says uh once she was pregnant it derailed the momentum before she was on a collision course with Charlotte. Right, because the fact that you have two statuesque women that are getting ready to duke it out is not enough of a storyline. We got to say that uh, I had sex with your dad. Right? What? That'll sell tickets. Remember the Ric Flair thing. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Billy Corrigan says the nwa is probably positioned to be the next big wrestling company during an appearance on insight i don't know what the fuck that is uh nwa uh president billy corrigan sat down oh that's oh, the chris van vliet show no, you right? know what let me let me shut up because i actually like this guy a lot um well he didn't always used to call it insight i think right. he changed it so so if you said the chris van vliet show then i'd be like oh, okay it's the man right that's what it used to be called but um, let me see. He discussed a multitude of topics. Uh, head of NWA 75, Corrigan, at, was asked where he thinks the NWA fits in the current landscape of professional wrestling. And uh, he said, and I quote, Oh, you know, I think um, we're probably positioned to be the next big company, uh, Corrigan said. And people will kind of go, uh, how does that work? I think it has to do with... Um, my access to the mainstream media. I think it has to do with uh, my access to every network in the, the world who's interested in what I'm doing. I'm trying to find the, the right business models with them. Um, it has to do with presenting a mainstream wrestling product that uh, the average person if presented on television will respond to. End quote. Do you agree with really? Billy Corrigan? Yeah, that's what he said. He said it like that, too. You did a great Billy Corrigan impression. Thank you. So. Fuck, I tried. Because he is very soft-spoken. He's almost almost ASMR. Mm -hmm. um, and usually, uh, like, you know, a singer, you know, will try to save his voice. So they, they learn to just speak in dulcet tones. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so do you think the NW has a shot in hell? Uh, Well... I take a couple of issue with some of the things. Now I have NWA. I used to enjoy watching NWA, um, on a weekly basis. Uh -oh, I enjoyed some of the people they had there. I enjoyed the general setup, the old school studio wrestling feel of the thing. Um, so I liked the presentation for a bit and then it just sort of kind of fell the fuck off. Um, when they did, I don't remember what it was. Was it 
the 75 show or something the one whatever the one they had for like two nights back to back and i saw a parade of some of the most indie-rific looking guys that did not belong like if you cut out every single person that didn't belong on that show you could have fit the show into one night mm. so you know and this i think the main event of this show was the one it was the one where tyrus challenged uh um i know you told trevor me. murdoch he right. challenged trevor murdoch for the title the one he didn't win where they put trevor murdoch over and i was just like why eh yeah and uh but whatever show that was um i know i, I was remember like that, that yeah you know thought, what everybody thought that tyrus was gonna win yeah this was the one and then they didn't and i just was like you know i don't think so anymore i've got i've got other things to do with my hour a week or whatever um and not only it's not just because of that it's it's lots of things but mainstream like what does he think is mainstream this is as niche as wrestling could possibly get because it's it's from a specific it's modeled after a specific period of time in wrestling and also that was located in a specific region of the country like this is what people in the the southeast united states were used to seeing these nwa things and yeah it was on cable but you know this was very much like that georgia you know georgia championship wrestling type type deal or the nwa world championship wrestling show that had like tony Schiavone and david crockett on it mm -hmm. um you know that that is like it's a throwback to us wrestling fans but i don't see how you would put this product with fucking shit like gags the gimp on a national level and say that you're positioned to become the next wrestling company let me tell you something brother you had a pay-per-view that you held in your studio and you couldn't even fill that thing and what does that have like 150 seats and you had Mick Foley come in there to do like a guest appearance and he had to see that you couldn't even draw a house in your own home studio that there's more people shopping in the Walmart at 6 a.m. and then than was in this in this fucking building for a promoted wrestling show and you somehow think that you've positioned it to be the number two wrestling company here's how you become the number two wrestling company mm. have a billionaire father and mm -hmm. spend all the money that you can and hire everybody that the WWE didn't get that's how you become a number two wrestling company. Uh, no one cares about your connections in the media because you haven't done shit with it. NWA is still the smallest of the small. Only MLW can claim to be smaller than the NWA. So, you know, with that being said, I'd be interested to see what he does with the NWA after making comments like this. You want, you want to feel old? It's too late. Remember this kid? oh yeah she had her debut match this weekend that's her now i feel so look at her old. she looks just like bailey she that does is izzy moreno like yep good, good i'm her biggest her. fan good for her not so, not big enough to buy a mission pro wrestling eye pay-per-view but still biggest fan again this was her last week that oh, was her last ago. week and then yeah and then now she's like now this. she's wow the growth spurts are like I feel so fucking old because I remember Izzy being in the fucking stands and crying and dressing like Bailey when Bailey was doing the whole inflatable arms uh, gimmick, uh, you know, when she was all happy Bailey or whatever the hell you called her. But good for her, man. Did you hear anything about the, the her debut or anything? Do you know if it went well? I, I don't know. 
Well, she didn't pick up the win, but damn it, she Aww. learned a lot, and she's going to try real hard next time. And she's taking bookings. That's all I really know. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. So, so this is uh, this is a homework for next week. Let's let's see if we can get a bit our hands on a on an Izzy match and see mm -hmm. you know, and maybe we can break that down. That could be a three count thing. Maybe we could book Izzy for the next level wrestling review. With all right, Big Ray Hernandez in the vet. All right, I need I need the power of the people. Did you guys go out there, reach out to Izzy? All right, all right, for the last fucking time. Facebook user, who are you? Don't forget, Kuki Suzuki. What? Anyway, I need you guys well, to reach the, out. The to number two wrestling company brings in Suzuki sometimes. Oh, got it. Need you guys to reach out to Izzy. Reach out your hands to the screen. Touch a computer and tell Izzy to come That's on right. the show with us. At It's Izzy Mania. Is that what, is that what it is? Yes. I follow Izzy on Twitter. I don't follow her on Instagram because it's creepy. <laughs> if you know what I mean? Like, if you see the people in her comments, I'm just like, oh my fucking God. I'm not going to be even associated with this. I'll just stick to Twitter uh, where, you know, it's mostly text, you know? Um. This is this is I'm not gonna fucking read this story. Shut the fuck up. Fucking okay. Eric Bischoff confirms which member of the McMahon family is the better kisser. Get the fuck out. It's Linda McMahon, by the way. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, you know, she got the experience. Oh god. Let me see. Uh details. Let me see. CM Punk may have wanted to. Mm. Let me see what this says here. It says details on rumor that CM Punk may have wanted to be in uh, AEW Dynamite, uh, Blood and Guts, says here, CM Punk's name has been a hot topic lately. It's always a fucking hot topic, apparently. Uh, with reports claiming that he stopped a certain talent from getting a, uh, the chance to work AEW on AEW Collision. However, with the latest uh, Wrestling Observer Radio, Punk himself was denied the chance to be involved in, the recent, in a recent encounter. According to WOR, Punk wanted to potentially be involved in the latest Blood and Guts match which saw the golden elite and the Blackpool combat club, Eddie King, you know, the, the whole, however, other people that were involved in the bout seemed to not want to. So listen, fuck that CM Punk wanted nothing to do with that shit show. I promise you, if I I've ever, if I've ever said anything that I didn't know that I know for a hundred percent sure that I didn't know it was this. If you follow me, there is no fucking way that CM Punk wanted to be in that match. You don't think zero, so? zero, no. Hmm. Okay, I don't know, man. Seems like something he would want to do. I'm joking, by the way. Yeah, exactly. I, I, <laughs> you can't even keep a straight face with that. I, I, I agree with you one thousand percent, my friend. But it is funny how, like these news items get reported to wrestling observer uh and get reported back on these you know these other websites like the wrestling inks and wrestle zones of the world of all this weird 
little minute petty shit that they're saying that CM Punk is CM Punk sent Ryan Nemeth home because they had a conversation or he they he told Christopher Daniels to go like like all these things that they're they're just saying all this like petty shit to get the people to say see I told you he's a problem see see I told you he's a problem he's gonna ruin this company he's a problem go look up who's the number one merch seller in AEW is it CM Punk no, it's got to be Hangman Page. I got to be Hangman. It's got it. Let me let me look it up. Nope, I didn't have to look it up. <laughs> Labrat says I'm getting punk rumors tested on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, man! Hey, dude, uh, my my son was like, he was watching um, AEW. Um, what was it? Uh, AEW actually with RVD. Mm-hmm. He was actually very impressed. Mm-hmm. With uh, Rob Van Dam, big shout out to RVD, man. So cool, uh, such a cool guy. And if, if you ever, if you ever just like tweet at him on social media, he usually gets back. You know, he's very interactive. Seems like a really. Have you ever interacted with RVD, like on a personal level, professional? No, I've I mean? never, never crossed paths with RVD. Is that somebody you 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 kind of wanted to meet or anything or pick his brain? No, no. But I I I always liked Rob Van Dam, so I wouldn't have been opposed to it. Just you know, never really never happened, but uh, yeah, RVD, RVD is cool. And let's let's go back in time. We only this is a short one right here, but this is one of my favorite segments. Unless you have any other news to talk about, Uh, I don't. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to go back in time. What happened on August 15th? I don't know. I guess we're gonna tune in and let's, let's see what happened here. We're going to go all the way back to 2004. That it is SummerSlam 2004. Uh, this uh, featured many classic matches, including Kane defeating Matt Hardy to win the right to marry Lita. Do you remember this? Kevin? This is the I, I owe an apology to today's wrestling because it's been this bad for 20 years it's been this bad um, for a long time, brother. You know what? It's things like that. That that's I'm I'm not even joking. I'm I'm not gonna get into like the whole thing, but I've said it before. Mm. But like it's things like that where I'm sitting on the couch at home and I'm like, what? Maybe I should, maybe I should try to contribute something if this is the best they can do. I really think that not for nothing, vet. I mean, you probably have. I mean, you have your own life. I'm sure you're very comfortable with what you're doing right now and stuff. But I always thought, man, you would be great working for like a like a promotion man like writing for them uh yeah dishing ideas i'm just saying i i I didn't know what i wanted to do but again i'm compacting a a lot of stuff and just shortening it for for you know for the show's sake but but i didn't know what i wanted to do so i thought i would just go and learn the craft and so that way i would at least have the the credibility you know the street cred that mm. oh this guy isn't just some guy he he knows what it's like to take bumps and stuff i never really planned to be a wrestler like that's going to be my career it's never something right. i wanted it's just something i was willing to go through if i could somehow affect the kind of change that would stop having you know kane and matt hardy lead a ladder matches you know <laughs> like if it i was- could stop if i could put an end to those I thought it'd be worth the beating I would take, you know? It was actually a death, uh, what is it, till death do us part match. Ooh. Mm. 
Um, also in this event in 2004, uh, Randy Orton defeated. Mm-hmm. Can I say his name? Joe Hendry? Mm, no. no not, oh, no. the other one? I don't know what yeah. the hell you just did there, but okay. Um, what is the, what is the, what is the clapping of the hands with Joe Hendry? What is that? That's what you do after he appears and you say you believe in him. Mm. Okay. But you can learn more about mm. every yep. Monday night live on the impact attack. Yes. With, with myself Brandon. and Brandon. Yes. Brandon. Um, anyway, uh, Randy Orton defeated Chris Benoit to become the youngest heavyweight champion. He was just 24 years old, vet. They gave him mm-hmm. the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, my question to you, what do you think of Randy Orton's first run as the champ? Do you even remember much of it? or? Um, it didn't last long from what I remember. Um, but I think they just wanted to really establish that... Uh, 2004 is a big year for Randy. Was that the... Um, was that the... That wasn't the Undertaker match that year, was it? At WrestleMania, or was that the next year? I don't remember. Maybe the maybe the uh, maybe the chat could help us remember. Hey, what's up, Mike Martin? Mike Martin jumping in. Um, I don't know. I don't remember uh, right off the bat, but neither here nor there. Uh, we'll fast forward. We'll fast forward. Ben, um, Ben, I have been in my mind. Uh, vet to so 2010, and it is SummerSlam once again. It fell. It fell on August fifteenth, twenty ten. The show was mostly for, focused on the on, ongoing feud, excuse me, between John Cena and the WWE locker room with the invading rookies. Oh, this is the 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 NXT, the Nexus, the Nexus. Yes, yes. Led by Wade Barrett. Uh, let me see. Uh, the Nexus was defeated by Team Cena, which featured uh, Edge, Bret Hart. Chris Jericho, Daniel, a returning Daniel Bryan, Bret Hart. You don't remember that, huh? No. Yeah, Bret Hart was in there because it was going to be like a ten man tag, so he didn't oh, have he to did, do he much. He didn't take. But... He didn't take one. He didn't take a bump. No, no. Oh shit! I totally forgot about that. Wow. And he also had a street fight with Vince McMahon around that time too at one of those WrestleManias. But uh, but yeah, I remember like that. Yes. Yeah, so that was just him kicking the shit out of Vince McMahon. That doesn't, you know, you can do that. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was the one where, um, was that the one where Chris they said that John Cena should have <coughs> let the Nexus win or something yeah. like that? I know there was a lot of talk about that. And Daniel Bryan was on the Nexus when they originally did that thing, and they had to fire him because he improvised choking Justin Roberts with his tie. That was great. Which may have something to do with uh, an imagery from that 2004 SummerSlam match that never happened. I wouldn't um, mind him just choking him right now. Yeah, he could do it. They worked there. So... You know, I mean, his arm's broken, but whatever. Uh, so, yeah, that was... And then he joined the other team. He he was the surprise member, like... Uh, real quick, uh, I just wanted to jump out of this uh, because we only have one more. It's very, very short what happened here. And by the way, that same night, uh, Sheamus defended the WWE Championship against Randy Orton as well. Um, those are the only two notable, uh, three notable things. One more thing. Um, in 2010, on this day, it says the final... See if you remember this, Fed. Mm-hmm. The final of the G1 climax took place. What year? 2010. Okay. It was won by 
I'm going to try this here. Satoshi Kojima. Oh. Yeah. He defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi in the final. Do you remember this? No. no. Notable birthdays today. There's only one. Uh, Kazuha. Kazuha Yamazaki. Don't know who the fuck that is, bro. So, real quick, I, and I was just gonna—I wanted to talk about this earlier. I, I remember you and uh, Ben were talking uh, Bray Wyatt. I think it was on the Monday locker room. If I'm correct, mm-hmm. I was texting—I was texting back and forth with Aiden, and I was telling what Ben said about you know, you know, there's some kayfabe uh, news, possible news that maybe, perhaps, you know, and this is not concrete, but. You know, the word is that maybe perhaps Bray Wyatt was, you know, battling with, you know, fucking cancer, which I hate. Um, po- possibly. Who knows? It, it could have been anything. But, um, I, you know, I was talking to Aiden about that. And he's, and I was just one of the read you his text to me. He says, uh, you know, I, I he says, you know, I honestly wonder how Bray's going to put this into his storyline. Because he seems like the type of guy that would do that. He did that, his first promo back. And I said, well, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, remember? This, you saved my life promo? Wyndham, the per- was it Wyndham, the person Wyndham was just trying, what was, oh, was just telling everyone how he genuinely felt, but Bray, the character was basically lying. That's what he does. Bray lies. It's literally a line in his theme song, too. It's a line. It says, lie for, for me, brother. The fuck is he even talking about? Is is you think you think he's saying that? Because I was I was really fucking busy. But now rereading it, I think what Aiden is saying is that he's going to kind of try to bring this whole. If if this is what he was fighting, you think he'll bring that into his you know his comeback promo, or is he going to lie about it and turn it into something? <laughs> I mean, he could. He could bring it back. Uh, it, what he's referring to is the fact that, you know, you remember when he first made his return that he was saying a bunch of shit right. about being a normal person, which is not really what anybody wanted to hear. He's lying. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, he's, and so he's trying to, like, with the story that they wanted to do, with the uncle howdy i think the way that they planned on it going was he's coming back he's trying to be normal he's trying to be uh you know transparent and he's you know uh he's making a distinction between bray wyatt and himself and telling the people that that's a character that he's playing which is a bad idea and then it was supposed to be like this other guy saying oh no 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 you don't get to act like this stuff never happened or you or that you're not this person so i think that's where they were originally going with it they just did a shitty job of telling it in a very boring way and you know the wwe never really understands what he is trying to do and there's rumors out there that uh he makes a lot of last minute changes you know like to his own ideas yeah like like to his own creative, like, oh, no, no, what about this or what about this? And it gets people frustrated because it, some of this stuff takes a lot of preparation. I don't know how true any of this stuff is, mm-hmm. um, but, 
But so I guess what Aiden's saying is that he thinks that he can try to work whatever's going on into something like when he comes back. But I don't recommend doing that for the simple reason that whenever you let that company get a hold of anything real about you, they always turn it into like the most like overly glossy, phony, you know, version of whatever's really happening. And they make it seem like they're exploiting you mm -hmm. uh, rather than actually trying to create, you know, a solid piece of uh, character-based entertainment. Hey, Vet, I, I hate to do this to you. I really hate to do this to you. Can so you hold do the it anyway? I have to do it. Can you hold okay. the fort for literally two minutes? And just talk two about minutes? something. Yeah, just, like literally just two minutes. I got to check something out over here. Two minutes, and I'll be right back. All right. And then we'll jump into NXT. Is that okay? Sure. I'll be literally right back. I'll see two minutes. Later. Two minutes. The clock is Starts counting. now. Oh, man. I feel like somebody just mentioned Scott Woodford on here. <sighs> but anyway, uh, so yeah. Um, so Liz is saying the promos when he came back, I think he was showing the two sides of his mental health battle. Wyndham, the real guy who battles the demons and Bray, the character who smiles and does stuff. Yeah. I just don't like that. Just for the simple fact of like, you, you wouldn't do that in the middle of a movie. Like if you're, if you're watching the Avengers and uh, Tony Stark is going to sit down and tell you, it's like, look, this stuff that's happening right now that's a that's a tony stark thing i'm robert downey jr uh so i can be real with you guys for a second like they don't put that in the movie because it ruins the movie so it's the same thing with wrestlers like yeah we know these guys are real people but at the same time you have to give them like when they're on that camera that has to be like that is who they are all the time don't break that fourth wall don't break the suspension of disbelief just uh yes yes ray says see there's a separation of church and state is what this is what i was saying ray between the character that you play on tv and the reality like right. you know you want to go do podcasts you want to go do personal signings you want to go do appearances you want to do interviews you want to do any of those things be as real or as work as you want to but when you're on that camera and the red lights on you're bray wyatt that's it no Wyndham rotunda no Agreed. no other don't break the fourth wall don't especially shatter the illusion character right especially when you play right. that character right it it's the same thing as any sitcom movie um you know any of those type of things like those characters have to stay those characters you can't just be the actor in the middle of it and then go back to being the character because then everybody's like oh well this is ruined and they move on so that's why i'm not a fan of it but if you can figure out i mean if if he wants to figure out a way to put real life into in a working way into a story then yeah that's interesting for the people who know like you know like the kids say if you know you know and if you don't, it's fine. It'll still work on its own. Don't disagree. I think I think Aiden had a better grasp of what the hell he was talking about than I did. So this is what it is. But ladies and gentlemen, we finally come. It's time for NXT. <laughs>
All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is NXT, which was live Tuesday, August 15th, 2023. You know, bet you're going to take this and I'm afraid I will talk about how awesome (laughs) this show was and. Yeah, I mean, we'll be done. We'll be show. done in twenty minutes. Yeah, please let's do that. This is the go home show for uh, Heat. I forgot Heat Wave was a thing. Taking the AEW, I mean the AEW, God damn it, the ECW gimmick, uh, the Heat Wave gimmick. Well, they're also taking the AEW gimmick of just naming a regular weekly show something like Winter is Coming or whatever, right? Or Beach Beach Blast or whatever right. other thing they do on a random Wednesday or Blood and Guts. Yeah, that CM Punk wants to be in um sounds like fun. yeah so yeah oh wait yeah why did i do that i'm sorry hold on mm-hmm. god damn it i can't take this down now uh here we go sorry about that so yeah man we kick it off with uh what what, what happened here well the first thing we get is something and then the first time we get no i think they do no i think that they, they go they go straight into it right they don't have like a package or a recap yep. or anything tag team uh, let me see let me see tony d'angelo yeah. just, just, just go straight into it a pizza roll commercial now yeah straight into it yep so it's the family versus the dyad i guess and we got you know the rest of the schisms around the ring yes mm-hmm. same vicious tna did that first with the weekly naming stuff i guess sure but, did but uh you know so then um you know these guys have their match or whatever and you know yeah it's a match and then ivy comes out ivy nile comes out and kind of distracts uh somebody i don't remember who i don't care she distracted uh, the whole line of of the schism yeah everybody they all started filing over there like zombies like we're gonna get you mm-hmm. and then uh one of the people in the masks attacks uh zach gibson whatever mm. his fake name is now and uh mm. gives him that cartwheeling death valley driver on the fucking floor which must have hurt yeah, who does and, that uh, i don't know somebody does because mm-hmm. they, they they ran off and then uh tony d uh hits the uh a o or whatever his finisher's called for the win and uh it should be called that if it's not it's the forget about it yeah yeah um yeah. Uh, decent tag team it, i hate i hate when things are too predictable like I knew this was gonna happen. I knew Ivy Nile was coming down to the ring. I knew she's gonna be a distraction. I knew the two fucking goofballs uh, were gonna be out. Uh, you know the alleged uh, what were they named? The Creed brothers. You know in the, in the mask. We know who they are. As a matter of fact, when they did the cart, when he did the cartwheel gimmick, his mask came off. Mm-hmm. And if you slow it down, you can clearly see who it is. So. Mm. <sighs> But nobody's slowing this thing down. They are, <laughs> if anything, they're, you know, two X like me. Um, mm. So yeah, any other thoughts on this? No, not really. Okay, good, good. Thank God. Uh, Eddie is still camping, or at least until a little bit later. That'd be Eddie Thorpe, by the way. Yeah, Eddie Thorpe. Beautiful um, sky. I like that the starry sky. Mm-hmm. AI generated yeah. sky. Yeah, that's. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you mean that's not just Earth? that's that's okay i don't think it's real okay uh wesley interrupts Mello's autograph session or whatever he's why is he backstage just doing an autograph session at work have you ever seen this no they used to do that when the remember when the remember when um 
Stone Cold Steve Austin said he was going to kick Vince McMahon's ass and they were going to have a match in the main event. And then while he was waiting for Vince McMahon to like do all that training with Gerald Briscoe and all that, he remember when Stone Cold Steve Austin was backstage just signing autographs the whole night? That never happened, right? It didn't? Oh, shit. Yeah, I guess it didn't. So I don't know why they're doing it now. Mm. Uh, But anyway, yeah, so they they have a little... you know, uh, shout outs to you, Ray, and your box discoveries, but they, they pass a little SmackDown vs. Raw 06 level dialogue back and forth mm-hmm. um, to each other. That, that's the level that this writing is on. Uh, spoiler alert, thankfully it will improve by the end of the night, but oh. here this was like, you know, AI generated, so. Good times. Yeah. This Not is as good really... as good times. I, good I, times I... is much better written than this. Good times. Um, I think this will probably be one of the quickest reviews of NXT because I had no interest in this show this week at all. There was nothing that really held me. Or, or... You know how you know it's a bad NXT show? How? Because we think every show is bad, right? Like yeah. you and me, basically. Like you try to like it, but you're just in denial, right? So this denial. is how I know you're in denial. But this is a uh, for entertainment purposes. You're in sure. denial. Um, you're not telling yourself off the air that it was good no 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 but this is how i know it's shoot bad because jeff Lippman tweeted that it was sub delightful this week so that means like he's a he loves he says it's delightful every week and even he's saying it's sub delightful so and this is a go-home show this is yeah you're like you know this is tune in next week and watch show so and the ratings have been going up because they keep bringing wwe guys down here Mm mm-hmm so we've been doing better ratings. Mm-hmm. I guess. You know, I'm going to look up the ratings. Seth Seth Rollins pulled in dynamite numbers when he had that match. <laughs> Did he? Um, yeah. And most of the time, the NXT shows we've been doing are in like the five and 600,000 range. Mm-hmm. And ever since like Judgment Day and some other people have been coming down, it's been more in like the seven sevens and and then even the eights uh sometimes but anyway wow last week they pulled out almost eight hundred thousand viewers holy shit um or the august 8th edition of nxt garnered seven hundred and seventy eight thousand. so i i I, that was the one with dragon lee versus dominic right yeah am i mistaken no um so i'm looking i'm just you know out of fun here. It looks like NXT since you know what? Fuck it. Let me just show you because this is way more interesting than the actual show itself. Uh let me just pull this up here. Okay, so let's take a look at this real quick. So let's go uh all right, so let's go from last year, right? They were doing like five hundred thousand. I think December they did seven hundred. You see it right here. So if you look at the numbers, they're kind of like hovering around the six hundred thousand mark occasionally hitting 700,000 but now let's fast forward now that's it that's in line with what i just said so right here's your visual proof now that vet knows what he's talking about on the air absolutely so now they got a couple of seven over 700,000 views here in june yeah look at that july 4th 508,000 yeah well everybody's fucking you know drinking and fucking blowing up fireworks nobody's gonna be right uh but now um back-to-back weeks it goes up 
ups uh was up 163,000 people and then up 75,000 people. They dropped about 43,000 people, but it's 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 continuously going up and up and up. They got the biggest rating that they've had, I think, in two years here, August 8th, last week. I'm I'm gonna go back. I don't think have they popped a bigger rating than that? I'm going I back. Thought, here. I thought one of the I th- no, they not not for a long time. Brother, that's the biggest rating. Last week is the biggest rating. I'm already in 2000 and yeah, like a year ago they did some like 751 I can see there, but was the oh there was an 805 there on uh what day was it? Where where where? 805. April 13th. April 841 on April. So that's like around WrestleMania time. That's 2021. Tw- 2 years ago around WrestleMania time they were getting they 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 pulled a couple but even then you look and see most of it's around 500 600 mm-hmm. and in there. So anyway, the point is Nah, what is the point? Who cares? Uh, Blair Davenport is the Ooh. point. Oh, I like her. Blair Davenport is the she's she's coming out for her match, um, and then but before we get to that, we get uh, uh, Andre Chase. Hmm. Uh, did somebody say Andre Chase? No, hmm. no one said that. Uh, then we got he he got Thea Hale a present, which hmm. was a match with Reptilian Britt Baker. A towel. Oh, no, yeah. She didn't like that present. She regifted that, even though she still carries it around. Like that is that her? Does she carry that around like her entire life, or does she just pick it up when she goes to work? Like she gets it out of the locker and then just carries it around all TV day. It's probably like one of those things where it's like a psychological thing. So like she has a locker full of them. Oh, you know. All right. Well, what I like about this is that Duke is playing both sides. Like he's. You know, he's he's with Andre Chase saying, oh, that's a great idea, Mr. Chase, getting her a match. And then she comes in and she's like, fine, you know, whatever, who cares? Just trying to throw in the towel this time. And then he goes after her and he's like, I agree with you, Thea. This yeah. is not, you know. Yeah, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. He's a, his character is, has become so enjoyable to me. Believe Way better not. than shirtless vest poker? Shirtless vest poker. What was the other one? Uh... uh... Uh, shaved head ball uh fighting guy mm-hmm. uh, what was the one before that oh wade barrett guy mm-hmm. he was he was walking around yeah. looking like wade barrett he was just wade barrett yep mm-hmm. okay so all right so now we get our match it's uh dana brooke with kalani in her corner uh versus blair davenport uh she looked for her killer instinct but ultimately it got her nowhere because she takes the L here, bro. This is this this. Uh, what did I write here? I think I, I think on the description of the show today, I wrote. Let me see. Blah, 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 blah. It says, uh, Dane. I says, <laughs> I wrote down. Um, of course, the incredibly unpopular Dana Brooke faces Blair Davenport. She fucking sucks. She stinks. Fed. There was miscommunication in this match, and if she's she's if she's the leader, if she's calling this match. I'm gonna put this shit on her. I've seen she Blair calling nothing. I've seen I've seen Blair Blair Davenport enough to know that she's a good fucking wrestler. So Dana Brooke is the shit. She stinks. How does she like? I I know I say this every week. How the fuck does she keep a job? I don't know. Like she's really bad, and people hate her guts. You know, like like she came out. She flexes her little skinny arms because she has no muscle anymore. Mm-hmm. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody in that little arena gave a fuck about her. And most of the time they're into whatever. 
Like they'll they'll cheer for pretty Bro, much anything. Let me tell you something. This was a hot crowd for NXT. Like they were really into, especially the main event. They were into that, mm-hmm. but they didn't give a fuck about her. So Blair Davenport, you put in the room. Blair Davenport. Blair Davenport looks like she's fucking far and beyond uh, better, or like more of a veteran than Dana Brooke is. Dana Brooke is just terrible. I I I hate wishing that somebody will lose their job. Um, but she there's, there's no use for her, and she'll go to she'll go to AEW. Okay, and then she'll probably cut promos on how WWE never really gave her a shot and all this other dumb shit and how social media, they make fun of her. You're just fucking unlikable, dude. It, it shines through. I don't know, man. I it just, I, I can't. I tune out when she's on my screen. So, fuck her. Well, all I can say, this is the most diplomatic thing I can say about the situation. Whether it was her or whether it was the company. This is funny. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I think Bobo has got it here. He says, Dana only has a job because she keeps changing her face so VCAM doesn't recognize. Yes, I agree. That's hilarious. Well, to quote Agent Smith from The Matrix, it's the smell. So he should know still. Um, but... Uh, whether it's her or whether it's the company mm. okay yeah, right. like in the in her entire career from the beginning when she got to nxt to now when she's in nxt mm. um everyone involved has mm. made the wrong decision at every turn whatever that turn was mm. whatever that decision was it turned right into a wall you, you got yeah you got you got a chance to go right or left and whichever way you were supposed to go, you went the opposite way. Yeah. Okay. You never really got invested in her as a heel. You never really got invested in her as a face. Anytime you had an opportunity to, you know, to do something yourself, you were always, you know, and lately she'd be on social media just saying shit like, well, it's my birthday and all I want is a match on TV and dumb shit like that that really makes you seem extra pathetic. Um. I don't know. And of course, you know, like anybody that's downtrodden, you're going to have your people that support you and stick up for you. There's going to be people that are like, oh, you leave Dana Brooke alone. She's been working hard and trying her best, which may be true. But ultimately, even if she's working hard and trying her best, it's the writings on the wall that they have no interest in doing anything substantial with her. So this is one of those situations where it's like, just, just leave, maybe. Money's probably good though. You think so? Good enough. She hasn't left. Uh, so Drew, um, Drew, uh, Gulak. Uh, yes, Trick Williams. He's, he slaps water out of Miles Bourne's hand, which is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Why? <laughs> He's, he just, just the way he did it, like Miles brings him a bottle of water and then he gestures at Miles. He doesn't even say a word. We he just like, yeah, he, he, he but he like you can't hear him say it so it's 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 one of those things where the announcers are talking over it so Mm -hmm. he brings him the bottle water he tells him to open it he opens it and then drew just smacks it out of his hand Mm -hmm. it was great you know yeah um and then uh that's that's on the one camp and then on the other camp uh trick williams is doing some stevie richards fitness camp to get ready for the match oh one camp i didn't mean one camp no not yet not yet not yet oh no camp I mean, he was there, so if you want to say it. Damon Camp. Sorry. There you go. Oof. Okay. That feels good. Yeah. 
Um, so then, uh, Mello continues to sign things or whatever he's doing. And then, uh, Dijak wants a picture with him. So he comes in and, uh, you know, gives him a message while they get a little closer than, um, you know, Sasha Banks will allow you to get, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, there you pop, go. Pop, pop, pop. um, and then we get drew versus trick and, uh, the the wrestling guys tried to interfere but mm-hmm. the country duo came out and made sure there was going to be none of that and trick basically ran over this this is the closest thing i've seen to a squash that's not like an actual squash, squash right in a while like he basically ran over drew so the the directive on drew is definitely make this kid look strong you know i could i could see one of those old ass guys telling him that well i want to ask you Mm-hmm. So this is like a this is a test for Trick Williams, you know. Um, again, he comes to the ring, looks like a fucking star, big kid. Uh, a couple of missteps, I think, you know. Uh, in this match, you mean like in this match? Mistake, okay. Right. Little, 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 little errors here. That again, I'm overanalyzing the match and stuff, but little errors here and there. But it's it's okay. I mean, you know, Trick is still very pretty, you know, pretty green and stuff. But with that being said, I, I was really interested to to know what you felt uh, regarding Trick Williams, how they put him over here, um, anything that you saw that could be improved in ring, so on and so forth. I mean, he's in the ring with, like, the man, like, when it comes to, you know, being in the ring with anybody in NXT, Drew Gulak. What you think? Uh, I don't have any detailed notes for him, mm-hmm. but I would just say that, like, the reason they did this this way is because they have to. You know that anytime you go into a match with Dragonov, it's going to be a war, and it might be a shoot war, <laughs> a worked shoot war. Word. So if he has to sit there and struggle with the comedy villain of wrestling instructors, then it's not going to be believable that he even has a hope of beating Dragonov. So they want him to look like a monster, to look like a killer, to actually show that he is a different trick and not just say he's a new, a brand new trick or a different trick or his own man or any of the other things that he was saying to Mello when he said, I got to do my own thing and separate myself. Like that can't just be talk. He has to do something. So I guess in their mind, the best way to do that is to book a match where he goes over somebody that we know has good wrestling credibility. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's not like Dante Chen or somebody. Right. It's it's Drew Gulak, and they trust Drew Gulak to make him look the best that he possibly can. Did he make him look as good as he possibly could have? I don't know. Maybe. Um, but uh, you know, it's 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 an easy match to call. Like for me personally, if you give me the directive, it's like, look, we need this big guy to get over. I'm like, sure, I can do that. Mm-hmm. That that that's that's easy um so you know that i think that's basically what was going on here okay. that's my analysis so more so than perhaps the actual nuts and bolts and the mechanics of the match which aren't ultimately that important so you think that the trick williams uh, he whooped that trick yeah pretty much okay yeah who can really care about you know how how good trick is they put the belt on the ultimate warrior so it doesn't matter I like. I'm telling you, I like this kid a lot. I think the more he gets in the ring with people like Drew Gulak, the better he'll be. 
Um, I think he was better than he was the last time he was in the ring. If that makes any sense. Um, in a solo, in a solo match, I forgot who he even wrestled, but um, like I said, little little missteps. I think he overshoots things. Like there was, the, mm. I, I'll give an example. Like there was a move where he jumped out of the ring, jumped onto the metal steps, and he was supposed to hit like some like a clothesline or something, but he ended up like just lightly clubbing. Oh, I see. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. It, it, some of the stuff didn't look as crisp as it could have, but right. there's, there's an issue with guys that are a certain height. Mm-hmm. Like they have to be specially instructed on how to do things. Um, because it's very unnatural. Like, for example, if you're like just something as simple as like a shoulder tackle, you know, like a guy that a guy like Trick Williams has got to be Trick Williams has to be at least six foot four, right? Like he can't be any shorter than that. Big kid, I'll look him up. He might he might be taller, but I'm just saying, like he's got to be a shoot six four, I would think. Oh yeah, uh, so he could he could be six six, something like that, right? Drew Gulag is probably five foot nine or ten, at best. He's six um, four exactly. Well, so he might be six two. <laughs> so but nah, anyway he looks six nah. four i think he's a shoot he's a big kid yeah well they always they always over you know overestimate so uh but anyway maybe he looks so much taller because he's always standing next to mellow maybe that's another thing too so he could be six two but anyway the point is he's t- he's definitely taller than drew but like just for an example like you can't hit a guy like with a shoulder tackle or something i don't remember if he did a shoulder tackle spot in this match Mm-mm. but if you're going for a shoulder tackle you obviously you're not going to be shoulder to shoulder with that guy right mm-hmm. so when you come off you come off the ropes you got to stop in the middle you got to get down a little bit almost like you're doing a lunge where right. you stick your left foot forward and kind of get down to where you're now like your your upper body still level with him but now your shoulder hits him square in the shoulder mm-hmm. right so like things like that instead of a lot of big guys what they would do and they if they you know do a shoulder tackle is they'll stand there but they'll have to just lean down like they'll lean down on the guy rather than stay up square and take the low you know, take the low lunge forward, things like that, mm-hmm. that you see bigger guys do like, you're like, okay, this guy gets it. If you watch tall guys work like that, you'll see those kind of things. So it's just a matter of somebody has to tell him that like someone's, you know, Shawn Michaels may not tell him that he could, he worked with Nash all those years, you know, but I'm just saying like, I don't know. So once he learns those things, um, you know, everything kind of for a big guy revolves around the middle. You know, you can let guys like satellite around you and ping pong off of you. As long as you stay in the center and stand tall, like you don't have to actually do that much. Um, but he's definitely trying to impress because he's in a, he's, he's trying to move up the ladder and be looked at as his own man, you know, so to speak, not only in storyline, but as you know, he, I'm sure he does want to, you know, achieve more. So he's going to try to do those things. He wants to do those dives out the ring or those flying clotheslines, show off that athleticism for a big man. But before a big man can show off athleticism, a big man must show off his coordination and his fundamentals and his timing. Then you may leap on people. Then, and only then, can you lean on, well, that's... 
You Once again, just being that vet, man. Just just doing what vets do. You yeah. must literally walk before you can fly. That was That's... great. That was great. I like the way you broke that shit down, bro. All right. Well, uh, by the way, oh, I'm sure you, you learned it as well. Huh? What'd you learn? I learned a lot of shit. I learned, you know, how somebody bigger does things. You know, they have to adjust to where they have mm -hmm. to do certain things. Like I, I, I have a better understanding of why Trick Williams may have, you know, physical, you know, because his physical traits which is a plus can also be a negative if you don't, you know, mm -hmm. work at the craft and, and learn how to do things properly. Um, with that being said, one hell of a drop kick that kid throws. I mean, he's, sure. a, he's an athlete in a fucking half. So it's we'll easy. See. It's easy to learn a drop kick. Cause you can practice that. You don't need another person. You can just jump up, do the drop kick land. You know, you can keep practicing that and you can nail that. But you know, some of that other stuff that seems simpler, can actually be more difficult. Oh, that was cool, man. Um, Baron Corbin is walking. Why? And uh, I don't know. I guess he's leaving already. Mm. And then one of these uh, mic holders stops him and is like, hey, Baron Corbin, where are you going? Mm -hmm. He's mm -hmm. like, shut up, ho. Yeah, shut up, bitch. That's, that's basically said. what he said. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what happened, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, Dabakato thinks he's coming back. <laughs> little did he know his career died in that two-on-one handicap match he had oh, yeah it was over yeah it's it's done <sighs> um so corbin goes out to the ring that's where he was really going he was going to the ring and she asked him why and he said he's like you want to know why i'm going to the ring and she's like yeah and he's like yeah he's like good <laughs> or something like that yeah some shit like fuck off. all right Basically, so he goes off. Yeah, basically. So he goes to the ring. Uh, then he gets interrupted by Wagner and Stone. And Stone starts cutting the promo back on Baron Corbin and all this other stuff. First the first note I wrote down is, where's the shirt? You know the shirt. The shirt you Oh, wanted. you got tabled. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe somebody said, no, that doesn't work for me, brother. Yeah, this they're like, this shirt is lame. You can't do it. It's like, have you ever watched this show? I, I like how Baron Corbin pointed out how Robert Stone's jacket was wrinkled. It was actually. He had it in his wrinkled. duffel bag and just, yeah, at the bottom. For, you know what? I bet he was sitting on chairs all day. Probably. Like he put the suit on and just sat sat around and he then said, it yeah. wrinkled up. At least you could do is iron your suit. <laughs> that was uh, a. Moral cool. of the story is if you're going to wear a suit, just leave it hanging until it's time to go out there. Yeah, just iron it at least. A little more, a little more fundamentals from the vet. <laughs> If you're wearing dress clothes, don't wear them all day. Uh, so another thing Corbin does, another thing Corbin points out, um, and I don't know if he meant to do this, but he really reminds us how far he's fallen. Because I'm sure he was supposed to impress everybody by telling us that on the debut SmackDown on Fox, 4 million people were watching him go toe-to-toe -to -toe with The Rock. As we all sit here and watch you go toe-to-toe -to -toe with, fucking von wagner Von wagner on nxt in front of maybe six hundred thousand people um with all that being said von wagner took the microphone and i thought he did a great job and he showed mm -hmm. me that robert stone is not needed mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm being serious like he took the mic and i was like oh shit okay we've, we've seen him talk before but I'm yeah like, he talked he's talked quite a bit in the past so i don't think this was the moment that they thought it was but for but me still pretty good 
but yeah, but like for me, no, I'm he like, did good, right? Yeah, I was like, the fuck does he Robin Stone for? You don't need nobody to talk for him. And even even that that weird crazy lisp and that gravelly voice that he has, it works for his look, mm-hmm. you know. So um, fuck it, dude. He's like, you gonna get tables? Mm-hmm. Goddamn right, he will. <laughs> Table for one, reservation for one. Like ha, I laughed. I I actually uh, when he said that, I actually smiled. Like ah, that's that's yeah. The actual go home line was bad. Right. But I like the idea of reservation for one, you yeah. know, like table for one. Like, I, I like that. That should be the finisher catchphrase. But overall, it was good. Although I'm sure you saw, like, he had a lot of nervous energy there. Like, he was really feeling the adrenaline in the moment, I think, because he kept pacing around and, <laughs> you know. The vet, Baron Corbin. Yeah, that's right. Vet. That was me. Me and The Rock. And now, look, I'm sitting here on a podcast with Big Ray Hernandez. My God, you kind of do look a little like Baron Corbin. You're a little more handsome, but you guys could pass for, like, brothers, bro. I think I'm I'm quite a bit more handsome. Baron Corbin's not a bad-looking man. I don't know what you're talking about. He he looks like an old baby. That's what he looks like. He does not look like that. (laughs) does not look like an old baby. He's this giant person with a three-year-old's face. A tall baby. A tall toddler. A six, just his face like he has that look like when you when you see a baby i'm not like, insulting oh that's baron vet. corbin there uh, baron ben i'm not insulting the vet the vet knows that he's a good looking man i'm sure he hears it all the time from other people uh, i just think all right elizabeth you're a female right allegedly i don't know what you identify with as today but it's fine i'm sure you do <laughs> let's be real that's okay. a very handsome man and so is baron corbin right am i off She's going to say Nopers oh. to Baron Corbin. <laughs> yeah, Nopers to Baron Corbin. <laughs> you can say Nopers to me. If I'm not somebody's cup of tea, that's fine. But mm. I'm my own cup of tea, and I think Baron Corbin looks like an, old, an, old, an old baby. I was wrong. Yepers Peppers. Oh. 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 He's an old baby. Oh, oh, wait. wait there it is. There it is. There oh, it is. Baron Corbin what? Nopers. Oh, Baron Corbin Nopers. Vet Yepper's Peppers, I'm I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. That looks like George the Animal Steel's nephew. Do you have a nephew? That little doll he had? Mine? Is that his oh, nephew? Yeah. Mine. Mine. Do you have mine doll, Ray? Mine. Ray? Mine. Did you, did you have a mine doll? <laughs> no comment? Okay. What if I told you I had a mine doll? I had a mine doll. What if I tell you that? What if I told you that Gary is not the first gray fuzzy thing that I had? That's awesome. I had a mind dial, but my little cousin Erica took it, and I gave it mm. to her. She okay. she would love the wrestling too, and she took it. Uh, Elizabeth, I don't know. I don't think uh, he has a, I think Baron Corbin has a, a odd looking body. He does, but it's because someone stretched out a baby into an adult <laughs> six foot six guy. Anyway, look, let's and let's move off of that. About? Yeah. Yeah. Break <laughs> it, it, this thing broke down into a pull apart. Okay. Yes. You can't just you can't just tell somebody that they're gonna get tabled and then not have fisticuffs. So no. they 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 do a pull apart. You almost got uh, it. Yeah. Then Dom and Mommy challenge Lyra and Dragon, and um, you know, it's fine. I I like them, or I like at least her, but mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Dom's fine as a little punk weasel. Uh Wesley comes out. Um 
why did he come out oh yeah because he has a match um mm-hmm. and then uh and then we get to your background here where ali addresses north america it's fucking great dude i fucking love it i love this yeah. i love this he this is exactly the type of character this guy needs to be fucking used car salesman and a terrorist yes <laughs> Are you sure he's not trying to be the North Korean champion? Like I don't know, dude. Like look at look at the like I'll move out of the way. Like that's that's um a lot of subliminal shit going on here, brother. You were playing a little Street Fighter this weekend. Does this remind you of anybody? How do you know I was playing Street Fighter? <laughs> you know PlayStation could tell you what your friends are doing. So Oh, okay. Yeah, I was playing with Aiden. That's weird. Oh yeah, you have Aiden. Okay, that's fine. That's fair. We played AEW for three minutes this week i think aiden's given up on he i feel bad i think he only plays it now because he feels bad that jen bought it for him well you gotta know right just had to know not good but anyway uh this you think uh you think oh i awesome? love this i fucking love this i love this and i want to see where it goes um what is he is he trying to be a dictator is he coming off like, you know, because right now we have the elections come. This is a great time to actually do this. You have the elections coming up. Like, is, is that what this is? You know, I, is he supposed to be like, a, like an Arab Donald Trump? This looks like this is some V for Vendetta shit. I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm, I'm down to find out. I hope they don't fuck it up because this has potential. I mean, do you, do I mean, you, it's you still at the end of the No, it's the at the end of the day. It's still Ali. I already cut the promo on him. I'm not going to do it. Uh, he is the greatest of all time. Yeah. All right. Die Jack versus Lee. Uh, speaking of greatest of all time. All right. So you know how, um, you know, I make jokes about like, uh, oh, put on, put on my socks or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Right. Oh man. This match came on mm-hmm. and I, like, I'm watching the show. I watched the show up to this point and at some, for some reason, unrelated to this match, but like right before, mm-hmm. like right as, right as Ali's doing this thing. I get hit with a wave of tiredness and you joking. Or are you serious? I'm, I'm just, do I ever joke? Um, sometimes, but I'm, yeah, wondering, I do, I'm trying I do to actually f- jump. Remember, remember when we first started doing this and everybody was saying I was Lance storm. Cause I was too serious. And also cause I'm bald and white. He's, um, no, I'm serious. I'm dead serious. I've graduated to Baron Corbin now, but I used to be Lance storm. So anyway, but but yeah no i'm i'm just i'm just telling you the story of what happened this is okay. not a joke okay uh as soon as this match came on i was like i am going to rest my eyes so i did that thing where i lay down and closed my eyes because i was just too tired to keep them open so i was listening to the match and starting to drift off and then i opened my eyes just in time to see wesley kick out of that justice chokeslam thing and i was like uh yeah, i should have stayed the, asleep the bury the guy's finisher yeah uh, but mean, then eddie thorpe walks out so he's back from camping right and he just walks out see? and i jack is like how dare you exist in this space and throws a clothesline at him and he just ducks it and continues to stay out there and not do anything. And then that opens it up for Lee to hit a literal flip and the spinny thing from the top. Yeah. So, so he flipped and spun his way to a 
NXT Championship match, and well, Dijak loses a fucking again. Again, right? And he and he got his finisher fucking tossed out into the toilet. Um, here's the thing with uh with this match, a, a positive I took out of it was that these bo- these guys were both working uh, body parts. So you had a uh, God, what's his name? Dijak working on uh on on Wesley's shoulder, which. Uh, Wesley tried to do this the back flippy kicky thing and he, his shoulder gave out of him which I liked and also Dijak tried to hit his his choke slam before um, he actually fun, you know did it with one leg and um that also like so they were working on each other's and it had it had a big part to do with you know with the finish uh of the match um Eddie Thorpe all this is doing is setting up a match for heat wave um and again like you said Dijak fucking loses again. And guess what? He's going to face Eddie Thorpe and he's going to lose again. Um, why? I don't know why they keep having this guy fucking lose. Is he that guy? Is he is he that? Who can I? Who can I? Who's who's a wrestler in the 80s or 90s who was always a threat but never won? I'll back Jack. I'll back Jack, please. But you know what I mean, right? Somebody who's always a threat but never fucking won. Yeah. Who won yeah. before, but then, you know, I don't know. Pedro Morales, when they made him an enhancement talent, I don't fucking know. I don't know. Next. I don't know, man, but it's it's over for him. There's They, they have no interest in him, clearly. Um, so. Well, I took a nap during this next match, just to let you know. Oh, I'm not there yet. Oh. Whatever whatever the next thing is, not a match. It's, it's Lyra and Dragon Lee backstage and their little interaction. That was cute. Yeah, do you like these guys as a as a makeshift team that have common enemies? He's like, hold on, what are you saying? Are you saying we should be fucking? I am taken. Those fucking those are adorable. Dudes. I I find Lyra Valkyria to be so incredibly fucking adorable. She's great. I I really like her a lot. But all right, well, you're well. in many ways. Hmm. Hmm. So. Um, all right. So Mackenzie's with Tyler, mm. uh, and, uh, they watched some, uh, footage from the NXT anonymous account of, uh, Tyler Bate being accosted by, well, I guess since we're talking about eighties wrestlers who are always a threat, but never won the killer bees, uh, were <laughs> clearly there to, uh, get in Tyler Bates face only. I thought there was only two killer bees. I don't remember there being three of them. Were well, they wearing the killer bee masks? Remember those stupid masks? That was the cool thing about the Killer Bees. You like that when they put the mask over their face? Yeah, unlimited double team. Because the ref didn't know who to kick out. They were heels, man. They were bad guys. They were cheating. Yeah, but it was cool. Killer Bees should have should have. But they never won. They're they're like the epitome of they. Like I see some people throwing some throwing some names out there. Jim Duggan, he won a lot of matches. Jake Roberts, he won a lot of matches. Alaron Bass Bass is a good one. He. Yeah, that's a that's a decent one, but he also had that big angle with uh, Beefcake with the Spurs and stuff. So, Barry Horowitz was never a threat to win. Tito Santana was a former Intercontinental Champion, Tag Team Champion. I don't, I, I you can't say he was a threat. Sleepy maybe the Matador, head. maybe El Matador was a threat, or you know, but never won. But uh, I like Sleepy Ray Hernandez. That oh, did he? Was he a threat and never won? Never won. I never won okay. a thing. All right. Well, anyway, Tyler Bate comes out to the ring, and then we get the Dragonoff package. Black Bart. Black Bart. Sorry. Black Bart. Oh, my God. Mantar. Yes. 
Black Bart. Black Bart, you think John Moxley's bad? I saw Black Bart one time in a match. He was like the camera was like right on him, like right on him in the corner, and he took his gig, and he just stabbed himself in the head like right in front of the camera twenty times in a row. He shouldn't me. No. Why would he do that? Because <laughs> he's a fucking idiot. Black Bart was terrible. He I was, like Black he, Bart. He was he's over. Black Bart sucked. That's one of the worst wrestlers ever. Sorry, Charles, if that was one of your favorites. This guy? Oh, yeah, look at him. Look at this nobody-having, fucking generic-ass cowboy gimmick. Fucking every promo was, like, nonstop screaming at the top of his lungs. Like, he's the guy, like, you know when, you know when like, a sitcom that doesn't know anything about wrestling has a wrestler on and they make fun of wrestling? That's mm -hmm. Black Bart. That's his promo. He just well, screams look. the whole time. Well, look, he has a tight championship belt. He has one here too. Oh. Oh, I retract all my statements then. Anyway. Uh Joe Coffee with Gallus versus Tyler Bate. Now, if you thought I was resting my eyes before. That's what I'm telling you. I, I bro, I was But I was I was literally I'm not this is not a joke. I was literally putting my second sock on. Uh, and then uh, Dabakato came in and attacked these guys because he saw how short they were. So he just came out and just beat the shit out of all of them. I was watching the homeless guy picking his feet across from me on the on the train. And you were like, "Oh, are you are you Mark Coffee?" I'm like, "Are you are you are done you with Black that? Can I, can I help you? <laughs> Let me get that piece of skin." Anyway. Yeah, I didn't fucking pay attention to this match much at all. Yeah, it didn't matter. Because again, this was the only reason this was here was so that Dabakato could come out and try to get over. But right, like, so. like we've just we've already said, it's he's dead. It's over. It's a inside. Wrap on him. He's dead inside. He's dead outside. The career's gone. It's over. It's a wrap. Let's just pack it in. He can. He, Dijak, Dana Brooke can all get on a bus or a train with you and just fuck right off. Wow. And and Lacey Evans and Bray Wyatt. All right, now, uh, Braun tries to intimidate Baron Corbin in the parking lot, but little does Braun know, the parking lot is not a place for intimidation. That's a place of action. If you're going to hit somebody with a pipe or kidnap them or whatever, that's what the parking lot is for. You don't go out there and just try to intimidate somebody. No, doesn't it's work. not going to work. And Baron Corbin basically said exactly that. He was like, look, pal, <laughs> get out of my face. Yeah. I I went one on one with the Rock and Becky Lynch. I will punch so. you right in the dick, right in the dick yeah. hole. Yeah. yeah, and then Braun's just like, Psh, okay, that was that. What, what what was this? What was this? You had two heels interacting in the parking lot, and no one's getting hurt. I don't know. It's Braun looked, weird. Braun looks so small next to Baron Corbin. I was like, whoa, whoa, yay! But you know what Braun doesn't look like. A giant baby. Okay. Fair. Um, all right. Uh, next is some hard-hitting home truths. Uh, with a special crossover appearance with the Supernova Sessions. Oh, stop. <laughs> what, you didn't like the fraud alarm? Is you right? don't think we need to get one of those? You don't want to install a fraud alarm on the, on the roadcaster there? That's all I got. I don't have a fraud alarm. Okay. And I assume you have nothing else to say about this. Yeah!
moving on um it's jc jane versus thea hale on one end i want to change the channel because i i cannot stand jc jane but then you have thea hale in the match and it's like mm -hmm. all right fine i'll watch because i fucking love thea hale she never she never disappoints me dude no even when she's disappointed she doesn't disappoint you she's fucking great man she is fucking really really good man i really love this girl and i cannot wait for them to fuck her up because <laughs> it's gonna happen yeah it's gonna happen this... unfortunately i love when she just does her little backflip thing she grabs the ropes like the ultimate warrior and she jumps on the does the trust fall thing the cheerleader i'll tell you what fall? i think there was i think there was a little receipt there with that trust fall i'll tell you why during this match, J.C. Jane did did a, a senton, landed fucking right on top of the right on top of fucking Thea Hill. Like I could see Thea Hill. You probably, I don't know if you noticed. You probably put it on half a sock, but Thea Hill looked up like you motherfucker. I could see it in her face, like 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 with her eyes saying you motherfuck fucking bitch, and she she did that trust <laughs> force. Holy 19, shit! Nineteen year old grizzle veteran giving out receipts. Who? She, I don't know. All I know is that she landed because you, you know, usually, you know how you know how you're supposed to take that, do the senton. You're, you're, you're landing, oh, you're yeah. supposed to land with the, with the blades of your back, kind of, you know, not her. She just fucking dead on. Like, she did the ultimate warrior Squish. thing. Oh, anyway, JC James stinks, but she won. Yeah. She, she won. did win. Uh, yeah. Andre Chase tried to help. Right. Um, did, did JC try to take off the turnbuckle? So JC took she off, did. She took she off took the off pad twice, twice. She took off the pad and chase got back up there to put it back on. And then right. Thea screamed at him for, you know, what are you doing for the drawing the violence. referee's attention? Yeah. And then, the and the then yeah. Defeat. yeah, no one had to eat an exposed turnbuckle. We just told mm -hmm. the story about it and then we got a small package and there you go. Heel wins with a wrestling maneuver. Mm-hmm. Yep, Reptilian Britt Baker won a match. You got that right, Todd. Yeah. It was all well, for a reason. Yeah. All for a reason. Anywho. Um, all right. Remember, we've been missing this technology for a while. We haven't seen it with when since Wendy Chu hasn't been around, but mm -hmm. we got the dream cam back. So now we can see what uh Umberto and uh uh Angel are thinking as they lie in bed remembering the grandfather so it is just so you guys know it is their grandfather they are cousins they are first cousins and um the grandfather's a fucking i don't know how this slipped like garza he's a fucking legend he's a he's a legit mexican legend in the 50s and 60s and he literally passed away i think a year or two ago how did they get his voice they were like Hey, can you read this for us? We're going to do an angle pretty soon. How did he get his voice, though? Is that an old thing? That's weird. I don't know. Uh, is it possible that they did like the AI generated thing where they can copy your voice? No. Why not? Gorilla Monster. Because there's not an because there's because there's probably not enough of fucking Umberto Garza promos in English to pull from. You don't need enough. You just need um a touch of it you need that's how they they do these scams they they need you to say something back to them they can steal your fucking voice dead serious i'm serious i'm dead serious 
No, I'm serious. I'm dead serious. I don't that's know. That's a very that's a very like uh somehow somehow I feel that's a disrespectful way to use AI to do a shitty wrestling angle. I'm just saying I'd be that. like, you ain't you ain't gonna disgrace the memory of my dead grandfather like this AI. to do this shitty angle where we're dreaming about it. I don't know. Well, I'm They're dreaming that. of a speech that their grandfather gave. And now Umberto Garza his son was Hector Garza, was it not? Mm-hmm. And Hector Garza passed away a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And Angel Garza, his son, right? Yes. So that's the lineage there. Right. Umberto Carrillo, I have no idea who the fuck that is. He's just he, one of these guys' cousin. He's a cousin. I don't, he's, I don't he's know if his family has any history in wrestling besides that. Mm. <clears throat> Interesting, though. He's, a, he's another guy with a, a weird child face. On he, has a, he has a baby face, and, and I think he should always keep the beard. Because it does help you know, his look. Nah, it just looks like a child has a beard. Really? child with a kid with a you know like when you know like when a child dress up on halloween as somebody that has like a beard (laughs) like when aiden he he dressed up like uh like bray (laughs) i tell you that tell you um aiden dressed up like uh bray wyatt but he dressed up like a funhouse bray wyatt now i want you to think of this this outfit khakis red sweater collared shirt white collared shirt beard Everybody in his school, you know, they thought he was. Hmm. They were like, "Yo, that's a dope Jake from State Farm." <laughs> yeah. They thought he was Jake from State Farm. <sighs> I just just goes to show you guys. I don't know who this sh- this wrestling shit is for anymore. That is fucking funny, dude. My son was like, "I'm not Jake from State Farm. I'm Bray Wyatt." Who? Anyway, continue. Okay. Uh, so if Zane Vicious is correct and Angel is Hector's nephew, then I apologize for that mistake. But uh, absolutely. In yes. any case, um, West steals Mello's signing table and brings it to the ring. So he's had enough of these signings. Did you like that? It's fine. I mean, I'm, I I'm one I'm. That's one of the aspects of professional wrestling that I cannot stand. These fucking contract signings. I'm so over it. Um, it was it was a little different, I guess, today or whatever. But I mean, yesterday, but ugh, not a fan, brother. Sorry. If you like it, that's cool. But I, I'm not a contract signing guy. You suck my balls with that. <sighs> okay. Well, what about uh, next week when it's Tiffy time again? Tiffy All time right, well, is not it's not been the same, bro. Tiffy time is I don't know. Tiffy She's, time is over? Uh, it might be. All right. Uh all right, we get a contract signing. Um I guess uh being the champ of a Florida warehouse comes with perks, according to uh you know, mellow, champagne on the beach, whatever. Um I guess. I I mean all things all things considered compared to a lot of stuff that we get these guys did well in this i thought better than even either one of them usually did wesley was just basically speaking about his experience so he was, seemed to be very honest about it very believable if if none of that is true which i'm sure it is true but even if it wasn't he had me believing it so you know there's that and then mellow is you know he didn't overstep anything he 
played his character, what you would do in this situation right. where you don't really dislike the guy, but unfortunately you just have to keep him down. So I like that. He's still kind of a dick. Like he always has been, but you know, he didn't, he, he, he stayed cool. He didn't turn it into wrestling yelling like black Bart, you know, he just, you know, did the thing. And then, so I'm going to actually, um, agree with you on this on that i i thought um what's his name uh wesley did a great job mm -hmm. at cutting a promo like you said believable mm -hmm. extremely believable um fuck man so do you think they're gonna put the belt on this kid do you think mm. they'll make him I, I don't see why not right why not it's developmental they could I, I like the fact that you know he's like, look, man, I I had no idea he was in the military. When I was training and I was in the military, they told me you're crazy, you can't. I like same that. thing they would have told Charles the Hammer Evans if they. Yeah, but Charles the Hammer Evans is like, it's a fucking tank. Anyway, yes. Can I sh can I show you something? No, you may not end the show, Ray. All right, go ahead. That's Aiden. That was his Halloween well, costume. Well, yeah, I've seen that. You seen this? You probably told me. Oh wait, uh, it's the great moodishness. Yeah, you 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 probably told me this story already, and I remember seeing that photo. So you can, but see, maybe the people listening had not heard the story. You can see the Jake from State Farm. Yeah, that's yeah. What else would you think that is? It's fucking Bray Wyatt. I mean, he well, yeah. If you hold that paper plate up. But without it, you're just Jake from State. <laughs> oh God. Another day, another dollar, brother. Um if if there was any um what's the word? I'm not I'm not a big, like I said, uh signing fucking contract guy, but this was this was done well, I guess you could say. For a contract signing. I did like the finish. I thought he was gonna, he stepped on the table. I thought he was gonna jump and stand on the table, but he broke the table. Could have broken his ankles. Like how like little things, like how dangerous was that? And how dangerous and stupid was that spot, Vet? Was it worth it? He could have broken his leg, seriously. I'm sure he practiced to see if he could do it. Okay. Well, Next week, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be covering Heat Wave. It's a PLE for free. <laughs> a free LE? A free LE, I guess. Vet, what do you have going on there, buddy? Just got to get ready. I got to start getting ready for Heat Wave now. Oh, stop it. Uh, mentally, I can't handle this shit much longer. You don't think so? It's one of the worst nxt episodes i've seen and that covers a lot of ground um even though there were some bright spots in it uh but anyway um if you want to tell me how much you loved or hated this you can find me at opinion ever on all your favorite social media platforms um you can catch me every monday at 6 30 p.m pacific 9 30 p.m eastern for the impact attack with brandon uh, that'll be live and if you miss it live you can always go back to channel attitude and catch it so you can find me there you can find me on monday locker room sometimes with ben hameen sometimes uh, ben hameen came 
came away with his tag team championship, so I allowed him, you know, the stay of execution. We can't have people be losing three belts. That just that's not good for the brand. It's not good so, for the brand at all. Right. So anyway, so I can keep the launch codes over here on the West Coast installation locked up. We don't have to uh, do anything rash. Um, check out Wrestling with Rip Rogers if you feel like it. You know, I'm a Rip Rogers guy. What does that mean? Does that mean I'm just a fan of Rip? No. It means I was one of his hand-picked guys that mm -hmm. had to teach these kids how to do stuff in class. So, uh, yeah, every Friday he and Von Lilas had have a uh, Q&A. So you can ask live questions and uh, just hang out. And um, it's usually I say... They, I've given them the catchphrase of concrete because, well, it's a long story. You'll just have to go back and watch all the episodes of Wrestling with Rick Rogers to get the full running gags, just like you have running gags here. You know, I do think, Ray, that people tuning in for the first time are like, Reptilian Britt Baker. Yeah, they have no idea. <laughs> yeah, just don't even. Or I mean, the, they should be able to instantly put it together, but still, they may not have, they may not have heard it. Well, they see something like this. Yeah, like, yeah, they, they probably don't know about that. So, yeah. do you know what this is? Isn't that um? It's Frank's pickleball ass. He's getting stretched yeah. out. Hashtag happy. See him smiling. Yeah. yeah, he loves it. So, uh, yeah, yeah so, so check check out Wrestling with Rip Rogers, happened? which Frank Frank's pickleball ass is always in that chat too. So you can hang out with Frank. The stretched out Frank in the wrestling with Rip Rogers Q and A chat. So just go give that channel a follow, and you'll get your notifications when you click the bell. Uh, then you can um, check out. Speaking of guys with channels, Stevie Richards has this channel. It's about wrestling analysis. Yes. Oddly enough, it's got a very confusing name called Stevie Richards Wrestling Analysis. What? Um, what is that? You know, I hate when they don't tell you what you're getting. Uh, but uh, nonetheless. Now that you know what it's called, you should be able to find it. And as of this particular recording here on August 16th, um, he has 26.7 thousand subscribers. Just a couple of short weeks ago, he had like 1,000 subscribers. Are you serious? So, yeah, so this stuff is snowballing at a... Uh, at an incredible rate and just picking up new subscribers, new viewers, and he's responding by putting out more content such wait, as... How, wait, I'm, I'm sorry, how many subscribers does he have right now? 26.7 thousand. Okay, I have a problem. And this is... I, I have to challenge you guys on this. Don't, don't do it. Fuck don't this do shit. It. Don't do Ma this. Fucking Maven Huffman. No, hey, hey. Listen. You, you made... He came out. Go ahead. No, no, no. No, no, no. You made, you said all this shit last week. And what did Stevie Richards do? He said, please go follow Maven and subscribe to his channel and everything like that. You forced someone's hand because we can't be associated with this kind of negativity. Whatever. So, yeah, everybody, go check out Maven's totally distinct and different wrestling channel that has it's nothing not to different. do with what it is 100% different. Stevie Richards is not Stevie Richards is not talking about payoffs on his channel. Yeah, he's not talking about stories on his channel. He's telling you what it feels like to get speared by Bill Goldberg. Go find the Bill Goldberg spear video on Maven's channel. I'll wait. 
No, I won't, because this show's been long enough. So anyway, go to Stevie Richards Fitness. Go to Stevie Richards Wrestling Analysis. Just just go to it, subscribe to it, and if you like it that much, there's a Patreon too, where you can throw some more cash at Stevie and get exclusive content. Don't subscribe to Maven. Stevie Richards says subscribe to Maven. I don't care what Stevie says. Stevie's just being nice. I'm not nice. Listen, think about see, being nice. Whatever. If you want to watch the A show tonight, come by. It's at seven o'clock tonight. I have no idea what the fuck we're doing, honestly. But I'll tell you what, there's one show I do know what we're doing, and that's the Pro Wrestling Reflection. And this week, what if Shane McMahon legitimately purchased WCW? Tommy One and the Professor, uh, they discussed that. Why WCW Underground. WCW Underground with Dabakato. <laughs> I was about to say Dabakato is the uh, the doorman or whatever the fuck the bouncer. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Anyway, guys, uh, thank you so much again. Um, on a serious tip, man, shout out to my boy Jay up in heaven. I'll be seeing family soon, and uh, yeah, man, just um, every day is a gift, guys. That's all I have to say, man. Every day is a freaking gift. Um, we complain and we complain and we complain about how life sucks. But uh, when you get shortchanged, man, it's a fucking shame. So just appreciate what you have. And yo, man, like I said, every day is a gift, man. Just be grateful. All right, guys, be grateful. Love you guys. And uh, we'll see you next week. See what happens. We'll see if uh, we'll, we're grateful for Heatway about Heatway. <laughs> Later, guys. I'm hurt and I'm old and I'm fucking tired and I work with fucking children. This is the Huffler up Roger. Yeah, it's fucking me. Yeah, and uh, listen to the fucking Amin Media Group. That's Ben Amin, Amin Media Group from Rip Rogers. Go get him and go fuck yourself.